Lights, and you're listening to P.S. Tape Recorder. Hello there, I'm P.F., this is my tape recorder. Coming up, comedian Louie Anderson. So that's what I really am trying to make, and I try to make Louie Anderson disappear while you're watching it. That's what I mostly work on, is that you are not... It is not me that you're focused on when you're watching. I haven't interviewed Louie in years and years and years. It was a pre-podcast. I probably interviewed him for Cleveland Scene or one of the other papers I write for. So it was good catching up with Louie. Good guy. Great chat. Of course, uh, you can see him on Baskets uh, most recently. He's still touring, of course. So we'll talk about all that in a few minutes. Uh, we have the song of the week coming up from a very close personal friend of the show. Although if you saw the... Uh, the previews in Facebook, or if you saw the preview in your iTunes, you might know who it is. I don't know how much of it, if it reveals uh, when I put the first paragraph in there, what's going to be on the show. But first, a dumb bit. Time for another installment of... It's Facebook, not Factbook. So, of course, the big news, uh, one of the big news stories is the Republican health care bill that was just unveiled at the end of the week. And, uh, well, uh, you know, I've told you before, I have a couple of cousins that post uh, memes on Facebook a lot, as do some of my conservative friends. And as always, I will tell you that, uh, and this does not seem to have changed much, my uh, friends on the left bat about 750, uh, my friends on the right bat far, far worse than that, is all I can say. So... There was a meme that showed up, one of my cousins posted, it's a meme of uh, uh, Rand Paul from 2011, and it is as this big long spiel about him comparing uh, healthcare, universal healthcare, to slavery, that doctors would be just like slaves, and uh, I thought, this, this is made up, there's no way, so I looked it up, and... Um I'm a physician, that means you have a right to come to my house and conscript me, it means you believe in slavery. So if I call the cops because someone is breaking into my house, I guess I'm enslaving the cops too? And I guess the argument on the right would be, well, no, because the cops are actually government employees and physicians shouldn't be. Or should they be? And I know people are going to bring up the whole thing with the NHS and Britain and the problems they have in Canada and other places where they have universal health care. But they do get better outcomes. We know this. And secondly, here's something that's never pointed out by people. You can get private insurance in all those countries. Canadians have private insurance. The English have private insurance. You can get private insurance if you want it. No one's stopping you from getting that. Okay, so... Republicans unveil their health care bill. Uh, a senator from Nevada steps up yesterday. This was on Friday, end of the week there. Uh, it would be June 23rd. And he says no. And, uh, well, I'll let uh, NBC Nightly News explain it. Nevada Republican Senator Dean Heller saying he's a no. I'm announcing today that in this form I will not support it. The first moderate Republican to oppose it because he says the cuts to Medicaid go too far. You know, I've heard a lot about these moderate Republicans. I just haven't met one yet. Well, hooray for the senator from Nevada. And uh, he joins uh, four other senators uh, in opposing the bill. But wait, wait, it's not all good news. He's joining four conservatives who are saying no because the bill doesn't go far enough to repeal Obamacare. What in the world? We're throwing 23 million people off of health care. Uh, could we get that up to like 30, maybe 35 million? Because 23 just doesn't seem big enough. Oh, and by the way, could we have some more tax cuts for the wealthy? I mean, you know... 
if you know me personally and you're friends with me on Facebook, I've really dialed back the political stuff. I just post, you know, I posted about OMD's new single. I posted some pictures from our Florida vacation because, you know, I just give up. You know, that I, I'm kind of in that camp now. We're not going to convince people, but I, we have to convince people now. This is crazy. These people are out of their goddamn minds. Just look things up is all I ask you and contact your representatives because that's what they're there for, to represent us. Just look at this. And, and even if you, you know, oh, I have a job, I have health care, it doesn't matter to me. Well, you know, they, they came for the what, the gypsies first and nobody said anything. So just keep that in mind. All right. So all a roundabout way of saying. It's Facebook, not Factbook. Louie Anderson is a stand-up comedian from St. Paul, Minnesota, and he's been around, oh gosh, since uh, the 1980s, maybe even a little bit before. He is one of the most influential stand-up comedians of his generation, and here now is our interview with Louie Anderson. Right, cool. This and is uh, PF, right? It is, yeah. We uh, I interviewed you years and years ago, uh, a couple of times, yeah. I think. And then um, uh, hasn't it's been a while? And um, I don't know if Eve asked you if it was okay if we use the audio on my podcast. I didn't have a podcast. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, super. Let's do it. All right. You super. want me to start it over? Or? No, no, no. It's fine. We'll just do it like Marin does, where he just kind of just fades it up and you start talking. And this is <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> so, um, gosh. Uh, I know there's a lot of things new with you, um, uh, Mr. Uh, Emmy Award winner for uh, Best Supporting Actor. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, so gosh, I don't even know where to begin. Um, well, how did that come about, actually? You're uh, a regular on the, the hit series Baskets, and yes. uh, cr- critically acclaimed, award-winning, obviously. How did uh, all that come about? Did Louis have you in mind? Other Louis? There's, we, have, we actually have two Louis. But everyone says Louis. Uh-huh. I think of both of you guys. Like, wait, which Louis are we talking about? Well, Louis, Louis C.K. called me, and he said, I'm with Zach Galifianakis, and we'd like you to do a part on Zach's show. And I said, I'd love to. And they said, we'd like you to play Zach's mother. And I go, yes, I'd <laughs> love that. Cool. And uh, so he said, okay, I'll be in touch. And then six months later, I shot the pilot. And did one scene, and the scene took, and people seemed to love the character, and the FX decided, let's do it. Awesome. And uh, so, we've been doing it now. I just have got out of the writer's room here um, so that I could uh, give you a call. Oh, great. Super. Um, so you guys are still in production for season three, then? We're in, yeah, we're just uh, writing this, the, the episode. Oh, neat. And so uh, I'm, I come in and sit with the writers and go, this is what I'd like to do. This oh. is what I think would be fun. And then they, you know, they tell me what they think would be. You know, it's a, it's a true collaboration with John yeah. Chrysler and Zach and, you know, all the people involved in the, and all the writers. You know, what you have is a true collaboration on how, you know, to make it, really great yeah now i know you you've done some acting in the past obviously going back to the 80s and uh you had a sitcom and do of course louis the voiceover doing the voiceover work on your uh, animated series and stuff but has this been a little different for you to kind of sink your teeth into something like really meaty like this or has it just been you know, you know i really have had just an unbelievable ride because um you know here i am i'm doing you know I, it's not all riding on me this is a Zach Galifianakis project with Louis C.K. 
and Jonathan Kreisel. I'm playing a part, and I got to come in and go, hey, this is a great opportunity for me to not have to run the thing, not have to decide anything, to just come out and do the best possible part I can that, you know, it's really, I'm really, I feel so fortunate because it's like, Louis, here's this beautiful thing. Try to make it better. Yeah, it's you know? like, uh... And so that's what I really, and try to make, and I try to make Louis Anderson disappear while you're watching it. That's what I mostly work on, is that you are not, that is not me that you're focused on when you're watching. Right. Now, of course, you know, you're known a lot for uh, your not family-style comedy, as in, like, it's family-friendly so much as family-inspired uh, comedy from your experiences growing up and things like that. How much did you draw from real life for this character, or did you kind of, like, you know, explore new things with with this? Well, both, but, you know, what I did explore is all my mom's nuances and all of her things and my five sisters and all of their stuff going on. And, you know, I, I tried to... You know, really uh, do um, do stuff that um, really mattered because I think that is important. But I tried to add new things too, and and the writers certainly were instrumental in trying to carve out that kind of stuff for me. And I enjoyed it. I really, really, really enjoyed it. That's cool. And uh, getting it back to uh, stand-up, I noticed you've, you've been in Minnesota a lot more often. Now, of course, I've only been in Minnesota twice for an hour in the airport. I just write for the paper up there. But um, uh, I noticed when I was looking at the listings for Joke Joint that you had appeared, and he, he's not the best guy at getting out his roster as quickly as the other two guys, so we sometimes miss some of the people coming there. But um, it seems you've been there a lot lately. Is that true? I mean, just in... Well, I'm going to come back there. I'm, I'm, what I'm doing is uh, I always go back to Minnesota to work on my special. Okay. I'm going to shoot a new special next year. Awesome. But I've got to I can't sell it until the material's ready. Right. You know, so that's, you know, that's what I'm doing is I'm coming back there to hone the material, to get it right, to make it a thousand percent, to make my special as great as possible. And uh, that's really what I'm. That's really, really, really what I'm doing. Uh, I know you. You know you. You, um, you also do a lot of work in in Vegas. Still, is it easier to do to hone the new material though at home back in Minnesota, or do you work on different things in different places? Because you know Vegas is are slightly different audiences. People are there to more so let's go see a show versus people in other parts of the country might say, "Hey, Louis Anderson's in town. Let's go see him." Um. Well, I mean, I mean, you asked me three questions. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I did. Um, I, what, what? Tell it, me the. Let me. The first, the, well, the the original question was: Is it easier to work on that new material uh, in your hometown, basically? Uh, you know what? The real truth is, the audiences are better than a lot of places. So they're just better. They're more honest about what's really funny and what really works. They're a little indulgent on, you know, hometown boy that they like. So sometimes it is, you know, but I get a real read. Uh, you know, I get an honest to God read from the, from Minnesotans. They tell me what, how far I could go with it, what, 
what's really there, is it solid, and then I just keep honing it. And I guess maybe it's, you know, like the first machine I used to make my comedy is here in Minnesota. And so I come back, I guess, to that, because these are the people that taught me how to do comedy. You know, these are the people that stuck with me through all the early transformations, and these are the people that celebrated me long before any other place celebrated me. And so I feel a kinship, and I feel like I feel like this is all brand new stuff, and that I'm going to present them with my brand new, you know, material, and I want them to be nice to me about it or delicate or you know help me with it. Yeah, and they and they seem to innately understand that. You know, they're very sophisticated audiences. There's more theater seats in Minneapolis than anywhere except New York City. Yeah. So I really feel like Minneapolis is a city that Minneapolis and St. Paul understated, underappreciated, you know, but very sure of themselves, you know. We're not waiting for someone to discover us. Sure. We have already discovered us. And so I love going back home. I get the true read. And also, they're smart audiences. They're super, super smart. And they know what I'm trying to do. And they're with me on it. And that's what I need. I don't, I'm, I'm there, for, I'm there for a purpose. I want them to see the great new material I'm doing. First, they get the first chance. And then I do some other stuff in the show yeah. for enjoyment too, so that they get it. But the new stuff is solid, and so I'm loving it. So I want to expand on it. I want to make it better. I want to make it greater. So what's inspiring you now? Is it still uh, memories from childhood? Is it uh, kind of more things you're seeing in the world of other people and their families and kind of, but still relates to that Louis sensibility? What, how's it coming together? I think it's traveling America, a little bit about that, and how much we're all alike, but we're all different. Yeah. You know, in different parts of the country. Yeah. And I think... You know, more stories about my dad that I remembered, more stories about my mom, and the fact that I'm playing my mom now on TV. And so it's all a very nice, giant thing of goulash, which I first tasted at the Lutheran Church in Minnesota, was the first time I had the goulash, and uh, with green peppers in it, which at first I didn't like it, but now I can't live without it. Um you know, I love green peppers now, but when you're a kid, no, green peppers, ugh. On pizza, and, my, my um, favorite pizza topic. Right, <laughs> right, and carboni. And, um, you know, so I guess they're getting to see a full range of everything that I'm talking about. Uh, old parent stuff, new parent stuff, new Louis stuff, Louis turning into his parents now, Louis getting older, Louis getting wiser, Louis still really dumb. You know, yeah, that kind of stuff. You know, where I, I, hey, you know what my goal is? My honest, my honest, uh, to God goal to you is uh, my goal is, hey, how can I do a show that when I walk off stage, they are happy and thrilled, and I am happy and thrilled, and that's what I'm going for when I come back to Minnesota. That those are the shows. There is no, I'm trying to cut every ounce of the fat off that I can and just 
kill it really is what I'm going for is those comics I'm trying to kill it yeah I'm trying to make I'm trying to make those shows unbelievable now like I was, uh, alluded to earlier you know you, you still do a lot of work in Vegas you appear there from time to time a couple times a year is, are things different there when you're trying to, or do you even try to use the material you're developing there, or do you have to come there with, yeah, like, the hits? Yeah. You know, the best thing is, is that audiences, these are my fans, so a lot of my fans come, you know, wherever I am. But also audiences have gotten, you know, pretty sophisticated, and uh, a good joke's a good joke. I don't care how smug, I don't care how conservative, I don't care how left or how right you are or how you know rich or how poor you are a joke's a joke a good joke's a joke yep and if i am telling a good joke you're gonna laugh i don't care what your affiliation is i'm gonna get through to you that's my goal i want you to forget your troubles and let you laugh out yeah and, and i'm hearing that a lot from uh, other folks lately and, and and never has that been more necessary than now has has politics at all creeped into your act a little bit because I know a lot of folks I talk to now even that never did politics they say well you know I've got one or two now because how can you help it or are you still more just focused on taking people out of that no, nonsense no I talk about politics but just in the context of my if my dad were alive today uh-huh. what he'd be saying what he'd be saying about everything uh-huh. I, so I, I'm once removed on it but sure. still really connected to it and people really enjoy it my dad my dad on Trump my yeah. dad on you know, Hillary, my dad on, you know, session, my dad on Putin, you know, I just, just know what he would say right now. And so that's kind of fun to do. And what kind of things would he say? Not to give too much away, I, but. I, well, you know, like, you know, he, he used to say about Khrushchev, I'd like to get 10 minutes alone in a room with that guy. Huh. He'd say that same thing about Putin. And then my, I would say to him, does mom know about this? <laughs> You know, that kind of a thing. And then, uh, look at them. Um, look at these guys. They're all crooks, Louie. They're all crooks. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, you need a small brigade. We go up the hill. We take them all hostage. Till they start to, till they straighten up. That was a big thing my dad would say. You better straighten up before you get all screwed up in life. My, uh, you know? Yeah, my dad's a big thing is that they had to throw those goddamn people in jail. That's a solution to everything. Yeah. And he said it yeah, once while, right. while I was visiting down in Florida th- this uh, past couple weeks. Um, he, uh, he said it about something. I couldn't remember what it was. I told my wife, and she thought it was hilarious because we're always waiting for him to say that. <laughs> just... I to throw those goddamn people in jail. I yep. might use that. <laughs> yeah, it's always great to hear that. Um, uh, it, it cracks me up to this day, and I'm 51. But um, That's so fantastic. Yeah. So, How's uh, City Pages? Uh, City Pages is good. Got bought by the Star Tribune, uh, and nice. when that when that happened, when I worked for the Columbus paper, they got bought by the Daily. Uh, they got rid of all the freelancers, but City Pages has kept me, even though I don't live there, which is nice. And uh, City Beat down in Cincinnati, doing well. Uh, owned by an outfit in Tennessee that owns a couple papers. So um, uh, you haven't been here in a while, I don't think, uh, in Cincinnati, have you? No, I love Cincinnati. Yeah. though. it's a really great city. I played a theater there a long time ago with, uh, oh, who's the guy that's on the blue collar? Is that, uh, Foxworthy or, uh, no, loads of them. no, it's the other guy. Uh, Ingball? Huh? Bill Ingball? Yeah, that's who it was, Billy. Yeah. I think I've spoken to him before. Yeah, he's a, he's a nice guy. Um, so, uh, 
how do you get along with uh, with with you know, those guys when when you're touring? Because you know it's a slightly oh, different. We're all friends. You yeah, know? we're all comedians. We're all. I was uh, yesterday. I did a. I'm doing a game show with uh, Byron Allen's new game show. You know, uh, funny you should ask. A new syndicated show, and I was on with Tom Arnold and oh yeah, and uh, John Lovitz and Lonnie Love and uh, Tim Meadows and uh, Caroline Ray. We were all on the oh, show yeah. yesterday, and uh, we just had a blast. We just had a blast, and we're all friends. We're yeah, all, yeah, we're all close friends. You and uh, Tommy Arnold go way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think he was. I was there the night he met Roseanne. Yes, yeah, he was uh, on the show, and uh, I had to apologize. Cause I was one of those people. I was mad at him for a number of years, and I realized, well, that's stupid. Just because his then wife was talented doesn't mean he wasn't talented too. How stupid! And yeah, he, and he well, was it like, happened. Yeah, yeah. He, but I he mean, was, it's easy because you put people in certain categories, right? Positions, and then you know, you know, we all have a chance to be unfair or fair. Yeah. And luckily, in life, we can re. re uh, we can redo it if we get a chance, which is the most important thing. Right. Well, you mentioned earlier about coming your becoming your mom and dad, but as you get older, have you found yourself changing? Not even just as a comedian, but just in generally, either you know, not letting things bother you as much, or becoming more accepting of certain things, or just you know, in just get, get being mellower. Has that taken hold? Um. Absolutely. You mean me being more mellow? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm definitely, definitely um, much more in the groove. Much, much more in the groove. Yeah, it's a nice feeling, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's a really great feeling. You know, I, um, you know what I, I think I like most about all of it is um, I really get a chance to look at all the, I, I was doing when I was doing this, uh, this is not happening last night. Oh, you yeah. know that show? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I did another episode of it last night out of my uh, Dear Dad book. That was really a funny story. And, uh, you know, I get to revisit Minnesota in the bit because it's all stuff that happened there. And uh, Yeah. So that was nice. But uh, there were a lot of young comedians on. And, uh, you know, when they come and shake your hand and go, I have a lot of respect for your career and all that kind of stuff, you know, you go, oh, okay. Oh, thanks. Um, you know, like, you don't know who sees you, you don't know who sure. you're influenced, you don't know, you know, but you mean something in one sense. Yeah. And so the best you, you know, so I, 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 I've always want to try and give people good advice. I always try to give people good, um, props for what they're doing. And I always try to be honest with people and tell them, you know, hey, maybe you should be doing stuff that really matters to you. Maybe you should be doing comedy that means something to you. Yeah. Because if it, it doesn't mean anything to you, what you're doing, it's not going to mean anything to the audience. People are looking for authenticity right now. People are looking for the real thing. They want the real, the real person as close as they can get to it. They want the real experience. Yeah. You and, know? And you could say and that across. So, you know, I think it's really important to uh, try to connect and Minnesota has a tremendous uh, following right now with comics I mean there's tons of comics there oh yeah a very very vibrant uh, comedy scene my nephew my great nephew my sister's daughter's son Josh Florhog is a comedian who works with me sometimes oh nice and I'm very proud of the fact 
He really never touted that I was his uncle. He never used that to do anything with it. And, yeah. you know, which has really made me really even have more respect for him. But um, he really, he's really like, like last time at the joke joint, he just killed it. And I just went, ha, that's my nephew. Huh. It was so much fun. Yeah. I go, yes, I was really proud of him. Super proud of them. That's really cool. And what you're saying yeah. about you know doing uh, stuff that's meaningful to you. Of course, you can stretch that a- across you know music because uh, you know we do a, a lot of music coverage too on the podcast, and I you know, interview musicians as well. Uh, more comedians than musicians these days. I used to do, be a music writer, but uh, yeah, same thing. It's, it's authenticity. It's what's real to you. That's what what the the heart of uh, the art of being an artist. Yeah, I think what's really important in life is to try to connect with your heart and uh, have it go through your brain and rather than your brain and then through your heart. Or, but so what I'm trying to say is make sure it all comes from your heart. Yeah. Your brain will the, your brain will always try to take it down a bumpier road. <laughs> That's a fact. Well, Lou, this has been a lot of fun. Um, if I could, before you go, I haven't done this in a while. I keep forgetting to ask people, could you do a liner for me? And then yeah, sure. Tell me what it is. Just uh, say, hi, this is Louie Anderson, and you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder. Hi, this is Louie Anderson, and you're listening to P.F.'s Tape Recorder. All right, great, man. Well, terrific. I, like I said, hope we'll see you down in Cincinnati sometime soon. And good luck Look up in Minnesota, and continue to success with baskets, and, uh, and we'll get more and more people watching it. I really hope you do. All right. I th- really appreciate it. Thanks, P.F. Thanks, Louie. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Thanks again to Louie Anderson for being on the show. You can catch Louie, let's see where, uh, July 9th. He's at the Red, White, and uh, Louie event uh, at the Great Arts uh, Center in Little Falls, Minnesota. He's been spending a lot of time up there in Minnesota, as we discussed uh, during the interview. And then he is also going to be at Turtles Bar and Girl in Shakopee, Minnesota. So he's really tightening down that uh, that set he's was talking about. He'll also be in Modesto, California, Honolulu, Hawaii. If you go to his Facebook page... Uh, actually, go to go to louieanderson.com, and if you go look, click on tickets, it'll take you to his tour links on his Facebook page, or just go direct to his Facebook page, I reckon, and that'll help you out too. Basket's still in production for his third season. Not sure when that will come out, but uh, you can catch up on the first two seasons, I believe, probably uh, on FX online, or if you have FX or some kind of on-demand situation, I'm sure you can get that sorted. All right, so uh, uh, first, a little bit of uh, housekeeping and kind of some uh, sad news, but I just wanted to kind of, I just... I just want to discuss this for a second. I was going through the tracks, getting things organized to mix down the episode and everything like that. And uh, I came across this. Hey, everybody. It's Big Pretty from the Big Pretty Podcast. Check me out on iTunes, Big Pretty Podcast, uh, bigprettypod.com. Follow me on Twitter at Big Pretty Pod to keep abreast of the burgeoning starting era of the Big Pretty Podcast. Uh, I'll be talking to comics. I'll be doing junk. So uh, please be sure and check it out. And uh, more importantly, check out my man here, P.F. Wilson. Thanks again. Peace out. My uh, late friend Jim Lugers, who passed away uh, a year ago this past April, uh, stage 4 cancer, diagnosed in January. He was gone in April uh, and shocked all of us. And uh, the good news is you can still find the Big Pretty Podcast on iTunes and on Stitcher. He stopped doing it a few months before he was even diagnosed, I think, because his stand-up comedy career was going so well. He was doing a lot more shows around Indianapolis and starting to tour a little bit. 
Uh, so that was good news there. But yeah, I said, you can still catch the podcast. It's an iTunes, Stitcher. I think you can go to bigprettypodcast.com or just Google it and it'll turn up. But uh, just, you know, cherish the ones you're with, honestly. Uh, you know, the, the people around you, your loved ones. Because, you know, you just never know. You really don't. It can happen just like that. All right, on to happier news. A very close personal friend of the show, our friend Lights, who you heard at the top of the show introducing the program, uh, has a new single out. And this has been in the works for quite a while. She's been posting on Facebook about it, but I didn't know it was going to be out until uh, yesterday, Friday, June 23rd. Uh, she got on Facebook Live, and she uh, the, the video was up, and the single is out. It's in iTunes, anywhere you get uh, any where you get your MP3s and such. And the song is called Giants. It's all part of this big, you'll have to look it up at her website. It's all part of a big uh, multi, I guess, um, what we call an omni-channel uh, approach to things in the business world. Uh, it, it, it's a comic book. It's going to be an album. So it's all this other kind of stuff coming together because she's all interested in that. And uh, it looks pretty cool. I'm not a big comic book guy myself, but I like all the other stuff around it. It's about a post-apocalyptic world. I'm all in for that. Your Planet of the Apes, uh, you know, whatnot. Uh, I, I love all that kind of stuff. So uh, so do check that out. It's, I think she's going to release another single before September, and then September the album comes out. And I think chapters of the comic book are going to come out in succession. Like I said, look it up on her website, IamLights.com. Uh, that should get you sorted. Again, just Google Lights, and if, I don't know, I, maybe it comes up because I'm a fan. It comes up right to hers and not to the Ellie Goulding song. But anyway, you can find it easily online. Do check it out. The first single is Giants, and uh, it is, the Giants is massive, as they say in Britain. This is a massive, massive tune. It is our song of the week on PF's tape recorder. I know you're going to enjoy it. Uh, this is Lights, Giants, PF's tape recorder. So long, and thanks for listening. Are you getting We could be just